Welcome to the Ike Packers Podcast. Go Pack Go. Mercy, we're giving away an Aaron Rodgers jersey. Go Pack Go. Make sure to subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, wherever you listen. Please leave a five-star review if you enjoyed the show. We're IKE underscore Packers on Twitter. Welcome back to another episode of the Ike Packers Podcast. The offseason is underway, and we've got a lot to say about our team in Green Bay. Christian Watson and the rookies are there for minicamp, and we're giving away an Aaron Rodgers jersey, as well as a mystery item. So thank you for tuning in. Let's dive into the show. Welcome back to another episode of the Ike Packers Podcast. My name is Alex Eichstead. I'm your host, and Packers fans, thank you for tuning in wherever you are listening from. How are you feeling after that NFL? draft i thought it was lit the packers team is looking absolutely loaded and we have an off season to talk about i'm joined today by my co-host kj kj welcome to the show what is going on packers fans alex thank you for having me i want to welcome in packers fans all around the world we have a lot of longtime listeners but we also have many new listeners whether you're tuning in from wisconsin green bay the united states of america the east coast west coast south north you know Canada. Canada, Mexico, uh, North America, South America, Europe, Asia, Oceanic region, Africa, Antarctica. We have a great show for you today. We're very excited to have you here. We got some pack to talk. We got some fan shout outs to get to. And at the very end, we're giving away the Rogers jersey and the mystery items. So don't go anywhere. Let's dive in. Absolutely. Packers fans, 250 the combined plus dollar value on those items it's going to be absolutely filthy and we can't wait to choose a winner want to say thank you to everyone for participating that's coming up at the end of the show but where we want to start today is i want to talk about the nfl landscape and kind of the way things are panning out around the nfl cage the afc seems to be getting really competitive competitive you know the quarterbacks russell wilson i see a lot of content about him i see a lot about deshaun watson and the browns i see you know of course patrick mahomes everywhere then you got Derek carr and Devonte adams in oakland is there a team in the afc that you've got your eyes on as a potential breakout this year from any of those i just mentioned Man, that's a tough question. You know, uh, Miami Dolphins, we we're talking to player on the Dolphins. They are a sleeper. They're very, very, very talented. They kept a lot of the pieces intact. They have a young quarterback on a rookie deal. Obviously, he's going to be the key part for them. Uh, you know, the Buffalo Bills, they, they're not really a sleeper anymore, but will they take the next step? Will Cincinnati with Joe Burrow and Jamar Chase, will they retain their Super Bowl play? Uh, or they, will they regress? You know, I kind of see uh, the Ravens and the Steelers taking a step back. The Browns are a big wild card in the sense of Deshaun Watson. Will he play? How much will he play? Uh, very, very, very talented quarterback. Will having a year plus off affect him in any way? I think the Bengals come out of that division. Tennessee, I see regressing. The Colts with Matt Ryan, who knows what's going on over there. Houston Texans, Jacksonville Jaguars, they have some work to do. But really, the AFC West, man. Man, I think, uh, I mean, all four of those teams could win the division. I don't think it's going to be the Raiders, but I do believe, uh, you know, anyone, like all four of those teams are probably going to finish above 500. 
I think the Chargers are, are almost like a better version of the Miami Dolphins in the sense where they do have that quarterback on a rookie deal. They do have a younger, better quarterback than Tua and Justin Herbert, in my opinion. And their defenses and supporting casts are probably even more stacked than the Miami Dolphins. So keep an eye on the Los Angeles Chargers. Obviously, Denver Broncos, you know, they brought in a QB before, like Peyton Manning, uh, you know, put them over the top, even though, he, even though he was throwing wounded ducks, but they stacked the defense. You know, they've been flirting with uh, new quarterbacks for years. They've kept that strong defensive identity. They did give up a lot via trade. They didn't have as many draft picks. But Russell Wilson, for he's proven— He's proven he can win a Super Bowl. And, like, Kansas City, you know, they subtracted Tyreek Hill from that. So it's like they did add MVS. I hope MVS doesn't light up the league. I wish him well, but I don't want to see him light up the league purely because he's not doing it in the green and gold. Uh, you know, honestly, if I'm picking my breakout team, ooh, that's tough. I'm going to say the Chargers, man. I really think okay. the Chargers might take a step this year. What about you? I was leaning towards the Denver Broncos, and it was because today I saw a post of Russ Will and Ciara and their new dog, Bronco. And I've just got this feeling about Russell Wilson that he just continues to prove people wrong. I mean, look at where he's ended up from starting at NCAA State, going to Wisconsin, <laughs> going to Seattle. Now he's got a dog named Bronco with Ciara in Denver. This guy is a winner, and he's in a new opportunity. He's going to rise to the occasion. I think people are sleeping on Denver, honestly, because you got the Raiders with the flashy new Devontae Adams. You got the Chiefs with Patrick Mahomes. Of course, he's the headline stealer. And the Chargers cage, they're also kind of flying under the radar. Maybe you and me are kind of feeling maybe the AFC West, two of those teams on the other side, might do some stuff. It's going to be competitive. I think the AFC North, the teams you mentioned, Bengals, Steelers, Browns, Ravens, some of those are not going to make the playoffs. We're going to find out, like, who's going into rebuild in that division, I believe, mm -hmm. pretty soon. Um, flipping it to the NFC. One last thing. One last thing about Russell Wilson is I think it's important for a lot of people to realize, and trust me, Packers fans, we're going to get into a bunch of pack talk here, but we wanted to give you guys and girls listening just, like, our little bit of an NFL landscape overview now that the draft is passed. Like, a lot of Packers fans, we've asked you guys and girls, how are you feeling about the Packers offseason? And a lot of you wrote back. We want to thank you for that. But a lot of you said, hey, ask me after the draft. So now that the draft is over, we're just doing a little bit of a lowdown. We're going to get into some pack talk. But last point on Russell Wilson is in Seattle, some people People might be like, okay, well, he wasn't doing a whole lot of winning in the in the recent years. But Seattle, if you remember, they actually traded away many, many, many first-round picks, whether it was trading for Percy Harvin, whether it was trading for, uh, you know, Jamal Adams. And that's a recipe for disaster, honestly. Like, yes, maybe it worked out for the Los Angeles Rams, but I would argue that they're not even really the best team. You know, they did win a Super Bowl, so I'm going to give them credit. But I think there was a couple other better teams out there. And if you trade away your draft picks like Seattle would do year in year out it's very hard for you to sustain contention and what they did is you know Russell Wilson got expensive the defense got expensive so they just couldn't even keep up with the talent and sure enough there was like barely any talent left on the roster so he got out of there uh back to the NFC NFC you know, I, I look I at wanna... the NFC yeah go ahead Al go ahead I wanted to ask about contenders so when you look at the NFC let's not talk about you know the Washington football team and you know some of those bottom feeders I want to just hear KJ who the are Giants? the contenders you have true contenders for me yeah for sure I see I see 
four contenders, but really I think you can take away one. You can go with three contenders. Uh, maybe I just did, have not learned my lesson, but the San Francisco 49ers stacked team. But it's like, how much can you really contend if you have Trey Lance and Jimmy G in, like, a quarterback competition all year? You know, like, obviously they beat the Packers, but I would argue the Packers beat themselves, you know, special teams, Maurice Drayton, whatnot, uh, you know, all sorts of catastrophic uh, implosions wow. in, that, in that final game. We're not going to rehash that. We've already done that many times. But it's like, I don't know if you can really contend with a quarterback like that. Like, yes, they've been able to get to the big game. Yes, they've been able to beat a team like the Packers when they had the worst special team showing in the history of football. But it's like, can they do that again? I'm going to say no. So that leaves me with three contenders. I do think the AFC is very stacked. But in the NFC, I see the Green Bay Packers. I believe they're a contender, hands down. I see the Tom Brady Buccaneers. Obviously, that's Tampa Bay. And then I see the Los Angeles Rams because they, you know, they, they've done it before. Okay. They've added some pieces. I see three. I don't think the Arizona Cardinals are going to contend. Um, you know, you look at these other teams, Panthers, they're rebuilding. Falcons, they're rebuilding. Saints, they don't have quarterback question marks. Lions, Bears, and Vikings, they're all kind of, you know, obviously. And then... You know, Dallas Cowboys and Philadelphia Eagles, the only other two teams kind of in the conversation, I would say they're teams that will (laughs) make the playoffs maybe, but they're not contending. That division always disappoints. Is there more than than three contenders in the the National Football uh, NFC Conference? And if so, who are they? Who are your contenders? The only one I could consider, you know, that it's like – Something about Jameis Winston, you know, and this guy is just continuing to work out. You hear a lot about him as a leader. The Saints, they're going to be right there, I think, in the playoff mix. I don't know if they're good enough to really win games, but... Can they contend, though? Ah, I don't know. It's like, you know, after seeing Los Angeles and the Rams, who can't contend if you have a good enough defense, if you have... You just need solid quarterback play. And I think Stafford represents that. I don't know if Winston really represents that, so I'm going to kind of remove that. I think the Cardinals, you remove that because they don't have the quarterback play. The 49ers, remove them. You're you're really looking at Green Bay, Tampa Bay, and the Rams cage, like you said. And let's focus in on the Green Bay Packers. Yes. Aaron Rodgers, 12, the quarterback. He called Christian Watson. He told him, when I show up, be ready. Let's talk about the wide receiver core that Aaron Rodgers is going to step into the room. It's kind of like, you know, some players met the new rookies in Green Bay already. Kenny Clark, you saw him there congratulate the rookies in person. You saw a couple other guys. You saw A.J. Dillon. But when 12 walks in the building, it shuts the place yeah. down. It's almost yeah. like when Drake walks through the airport Walks or in the club or something, you know, ex- exactly. Future in the club. You you find your comparison, but when Aaron Rodgers enters the building, things kind of get different. Cage, he's going to be walking it's like when in. The Beatles walked in a place, you know. Everyone's oh, yeah. going crazy. Oh yeah, you know twelve I mean? in the twelve in the arena, and so you got Christian Watson, Sammy Watkins, Romeo Dubes, Randall Cobb, Alan Lazard, Amari Rogers. And an other potentially, but who do you Randall think C? is going to be Aaron Rodgers' number one leading receiver this Ooh, year? Man, that is a great question. Honestly, Packers fans, I've been on the pod before saying this. Call me crazy. I think it might be Sammy Watkins. And, and like, you know, 
if James Jones, this is my reasoning, if James Jones can come back after leaving the Packers for a couple years and then come back and team up with Aaron Rodgers and then lead the NFL in touchdowns, which he did that one year, if, if any of you remember, then it's like, okay, Sammy Watkins, you know, he's in his prime. Like, he's never really had great situations. Uh, he, he's he's already gone. He's averaged 1,000-plus yards his first two years in the NFL. You know, you give him 120 targets, he's not going to be maybe putting up, like, the, the stats that Devontae or Tyree Kill might, but he might be able to get you at least 1,000 yards, maybe even 100 catches, and, and for sure enough, double-digit TDs. I also think there's a chance that Alan Lazard does something. You know, it's like, does Lazard, excuse me, does Lazard have it in him to get those kind of numbers himself. Like, He's I don't my really... guy. I think Lazard is like my favorite to be the leading receiver just he because could do I think it. he could get to maybe 10 touchdowns. He could almost, he could get a thousand yards. And I almost see it as a kind of like a committee setup. You know, Lazard Cage is, are people sleeping on him? I think they're absolutely sleeping on Lazard. Packers fans, you're going to have to let us know if you think people are sleeping on Lazard. Are we too high on Alan Lazard? Are we too low on Alan Lazard? Are we kind of accurate with Alan Lazard? You know, what if Alan Lazard, I don't see him getting triple-digit catches. I see him almost getting like 80, like 70 to 80 range, maybe like five catches a game type of, type of stuff. Uh, but like, you know, this guy, he's proven he can haul in some touchdowns. Like maybe he'll get eight to 10 TDs. That would be amazing. You know, I, I if you ask me, like, who do I think is going to have the better season receiving, Tunyon or Lazard, I'm going with Alan Lazard, and maybe I'm sleeping on Robert Tunyon there. Okay. But it's like Christian Watson and Romeo Dubs, I believe that we're going to see some highlight reel plays from both of them. I don't think it's going to be like years past. Well, I want to go, I want to fast forward and ask you, Christian Watson, Romeo Dubs, who are you taking well, that, for a better rookie year? Well, that's what I was going to say. It's like, you remember a couple of years ago when the Packers drafted Jamon Moore, they drafted EQ, and they also brought in MVS all in the same camp. I think that was a camp where Jay Kumro kind of burst on the scene. Well, sure enough, not a single one of those guys did anything. I think it's going to be a different story this year, Packers fans. You know, obviously we have a new head coach now. You know, we have an offensive coordinator. We have we have some continuity in our organization. We have a great running game. There's a lot of different variables. You have a great offensive line. But Need I for someone to step up. These guys, you know, like you know, maybe one of them gets 600 yards. Maybe one of them gets 800 yards. Maybe one of them gets six TDs. Maybe one of them gets four TDs. Honestly, man, like, I think they're both going to throw on some highlight-level plays this year. I, I really couldn't tell you. I'm going to say Christian Watson just because it's like, look at the guy. I mean, look at the, look at the tape. Uh, but at the same time, Romeo Dubs, same thing, deep threat, big receiver. You know, they both played at small schools, but it's like they could both play at a much bigger school. So like if you look at Christian Watson's tape, you don't think if he transferred to Ohio State, he could do some crazy stuff. You don't think if he transferred to USC, he could do some crazy stuff. Like, maybe I'm blowing smoke, maybe I'm not. I just think he was a That's man amongst boys. Cage. You know, exactly. it's like, could he do it against the upper competition? We'll find out because Rodgers can do it. So it's like they're really just going to have to get open, whether that's Romeo Dubs, Christian Watson. I think Christian Watson will lead in total yards, but I think Romeo Dubs will lead in receiving yards, Packers fans. You let me know about that one. Am I off on that? Receiver that I think— More like, yeah, Christian Watson with some end-arounds maybe. End-arounds, running game. I mean, he's got the number nine cage, and he's wearing a running back helmet. This guy's going to be <laughs> using that role. That's what I think, Packers fans. That's got me excited. 
I also want to talk about some free agents, KJ. You know, the Packers could still add a free agent. Julio Jones, Jarvis Landry, Odell Beckham Jr., Deshaun Jackson, Emmanuel Sanders, Cole Beasley, Will Fuller, Ty Hill, T.Y. Hilton. We asked Packers fans, and we want to thank the over 500 that wrote in who they want. And when you look at this list, is there a fit? You know, man, whenever there's Aaron Rodgers, of course, there's a fit, right? Like, you can bring in anybody, and he'll fit the ball into that zone. You know, it's <laughs> bring like, the guy off the street for that. You know, exactly. You know, it's like you could bring in <laughs> Vince Papali, and Aaron Rodgers would give him a fit. Uh, Julio Jones, that's a guy I want. I think if you give him a guy who's even better than Matt Ryan, like he will do wonders, and that is Aaron Rodgers. Jarvis Landry, it's like, would it, would it be cool to see him? Yes, I just for some reason don't think it's going to happen. Odell, he's a little bit too much drama for the Packers. Deshaun Jackson, you know, he's a little bit over the hump, obviously. Is Odell really going to Green Bay? uh, Probably not. Like, Emmanuel Sanders, no thanks. Cole Beasley, like, I think he would be a good player. Um, But it's like, you know, we already have some slot guys. Uh, You know, Will Fuller, very injury-prone. I think if I look at this list, Julio Jones or T.Y. Hilton, um, you know, those are are the guys I'm kind of looking at. Uh, and, and my preference would be Julio Jones, to be honest. What he's about really you? the only one. He's really the only one to go out and get. You know, at this point, maybe you otherwise hold for a little bit. KJ, see how camp goes. Um, Julio Jones could come in and guy. he could come in and change the culture. And I think there's kind of a, like a fit there. You know, like the Packers have some rivalry with Julio Jones. It used to be years where he was burning the Packers for over 100 yards every time and burning the league. And I think, you know, who, who's a better guy to mentor Christian Watson and Ryan That's Odell what I'm saying. Him, which, well, let's, worst let's case, is a the, good, good get. Let's look at that same list of players from a mentorship perspective. Because we know Randall Cobb is there, but, like, you know, he's going to be a mentor. But obviously, like, in my honest opinion, Packers fans, you have to let me know if you agree or disagree. I don't think he was ever that kind of, like, top-of-league receiver that we would love to see Christian Watson turn into because he has the upside. So it's like if I'm looking at these these players from a mentorship standpoint, you know, Jarvis Landry, you know, it didn't really work out with Odell. Uh, you know, Deshaun Jackson, he bounced around a little bit. Emmanuel Sanders, not really the top-of-league guy. Uh, Cole Beasley, not really. Will Fuller, definitely not. It's really like T.Y. Hilton or Julio Jones. And it keeps bringing me back to Julio Jones because he was the only guy on this list with the exception of Odell Beckham who was a complete superstar. And Julio never really had that drama. You know, Odell, he was like... I, he was explosive. He was so fun to watch, and obviously he just won a Super Bowl. But it's like every year there's something with this guy, whether it's, you know, kicking the net, the net kicks him back, you know, whether it's the, the photos on the boat in the infamous Miami, uh, excuse me, New York Giants uh, playoff photo, um, you know, any any such thing, whether it's his dad <laughs> tweeting out, like, a video of how bad Baker is, like, on the eve of the trade deadline. It's like, like we, we'd probably want to avoid that there, although Odell in a Packers uniform would be sick. I think it just keeps going back to Julio Jones in terms of, like, an upside point, uh, you know, like a proven receiver point. And it's like the good news is, Packers fans, is we have so many receivers now. It's like, no, we don't have Devontae anymore, but we do have a loaded defense, and we do have more, you know, spending power than, than we would have otherwise if we brought back Devontae. We, we reinvested a lot of that capital 
but it's like I want to see what Julio Jones could could even just like teach this Christian Watson kid you know could teach Romeo Dubs and stuff like that and I bet you he catch a few balls from Aaron Rodgers as well when I say balls I mean bombs and I mean TDs uh Alex any thoughts on that <laughs> there's one pass catcher that we're leaving off KJ Aaron Jones. AJ Dillon right. is going to take the bulk of the carries this year, Packers fans. And Aaron Jones, I believe, you know, he's going to he's going to get a lot of catches. He could potentially lead the Packers in total receptions. Maybe I'm crazy for saying that, but there's a strong chance that they're going to use him in the slot role, out of the backfield role, kind of feed the offense through him at times, also using AJ Dillon, but Aaron Jones proven yard getter, proven touchdown scorer. Well, let's say... Let's How do you say, think his role is going to change? Oh, I think he's going to get a lot more reception. So so let's say the Packers use him in almost like a Christian McCaffrey-type role. Like, we're not saying he is Christian McCaffrey, but Christian McCaffrey is like kind of the guy that comes to mind in terms of receiving back. And if you look at Christian McCaffrey on Carolina, he's been very, very, very hurt these last two seasons, only playing in 10 games last two seasons combined. But his rookie year, he had 80 catches. His sophomore year, he had 107 receptions. And then his third year, he had 116. I mean, even if Aaron Jones has, like, you know, 60 to 80, uh, like, I expect him to have a massive uptick in his receiving, you know, and he's proven he can do it. Like, he's the receiving back out of A.J. Dillon. Aaron Jones, most of, the most receptions he's ever had in his career, Packers fans, was last season. He played 15 games. He had 45 catches. So that means he wow. averages over three catches a game. I expect him to get an extra two catches a game, meaning I, I challenge Aaron Jones to get an 80-some catch mark. Uh, I think that would be really exciting for this offense, but it's like maybe that means less carries. It probably does. If you look at his rushing attempts, Packers fans, the most rushes he's ever had in his career was his third year. Aaron Jones has been in the league five years. He had 236 rushes his two, 2019 season. 2020, he had 201 rushes. And then last year, he had 171. So each of the last three years, those rush numbers have gone down, but the receiving numbers have increased. So that's just something interesting to think about. I'm actually going to quick take a look at A.J. Dillon's carries. Oh, my gosh, Packers fans. A.J. Dillon, am I reading this right? This guy had 803 yards last year? Yeah, I think he had a pretty good year. That's a lot of yards. I didn't know A.J. was balling like that. Okay, so he had 46 rushes his rookie year. You know, it's obviously hard for a rookie, but uh, he basically, like, he had more rushes last year than uh, Aaron Jones. Which is, which is really eye-opening, Packers fans. So it's like, that's probably going to keep trending in that, that direction. And we might see more of uh, Aaron Jones going in the slot while A.J. Dillon is in the backfield. Will we see anything from Kylan Hill? Will we see anything from Amari Rodgers? I wouldn't I bet on it. I don't think so. <laughs> I don't think so. You know who we will see things from, Cage? Jair Alexander, who's now teaming up in the secondary with Eric Stokes, Razul Douglas. That's an elite CB room that's going on in Green Bay, especially when you think about the safeties they have in Darnell Savage and Adrian Amos. The thing I'm most excited about Jair is just a guy who can track a number one. He, he You know, he yep. can follow him all over the field. And then when you have Eric Stokes and Razul Douglas – outside of that how, how you know like how do you think the Packers are going to play this I mean it's like is this one of the best the best CB rooms that you can remember in Green Bay absolutely I mean Eric Stokes we'll see what happens to him in year two 
Uh, he played in Georgia. Remember that. So he was playing with a lot of these guys. You know, he was used to going up against some great players in practice. He was going up against Pickens in practice. We know a lot of Packers fans wanted Pickens. Uh, Eric Stokes was guarding him in practice. We saw what he could do year one. I believe he was first team all rookie. You know, Jair, he was hurt. That was the only thing that could slow down Jair is the fact that he was injured. Roswell Douglas, I don't expect him to get maybe as many picks, but maybe they try and pick on him, and then maybe he does end up getting uh, a similar amount of picks. I'm so happy radio's back, you know, fan favorite Radio Douglas right there. Um, Really, if you look at the offense, which it figures to be elite with 12 at the helm, a little less Devontae dependency syndrome. You know, we we know what that is when Rodgers would lock on to Devontae like he did in the San Francisco matchup and he had other guys wide open. That would come back to hurt the Packers at certain points. Uh, I I really think this is a very balanced offense, and that's going to benefit us, especially another year in Matt LaFleur's system. The defense is better than it's ever been i mean if we look at the best defenses in the league i mean let's take a look real quick you have the bills they have a great the rams bills rams have a good defense the Bengals have a good defense patriots uh you know packers should be at least a top 10 defense but it's like what if they're top five i mean this team's gonna go far uh and then the special teams it's like still gonna come down to 12 (laughs) We threw a lot of money at special teams, Packers fans. We also threw a lot of picks at special teams as well. Imagine seeing Quay Walker on special teams. Like, I'm not trying to say that he should be playing a ton on special teams. It's very dangerous. But I would not want to see a Quay Walker running down on me. That would be terrifying. That's almost like that scene in the movie Invincible where Vince Papali's running, and he just gets laid out by a guy, and he doesn't know where he is. You know, that's what Quay Walker's (laughs) going to do. He's going to do that this year. Uh, Alex, just just like your your fan. Final th- your thoughts on like the the three phases of the Packers? Maybe we can get to some fan shoutouts. And then you know, my final thoughts on the phase is uh, one guy everyone seems to be sleeping on. Threw out a photo of him with Zlatan Ibrahimovic, mm. David Bakhtiari, sixty nine. There's kind of a chance that he, because I think expectations for him have been knocked all the way to the floor, like down to the floor, and then they've been they're still there, and so. It's like one thing if this guy was like, you know, an all-star or an all-pro or pro bowler, you know, like, you know, a guy in the fans' eyes was a great player. But he, Cage, we're talking about the best pass-blocking left tackle. Do you think there's a chance he can regain that form this year? What's your over-under on him being, you know, a pro bowler, you know, this year? It's going to be interesting, man. You know, like, ACLs are are different in every case. I know we've seen some players, like, regain that explosiveness. Usually they're skilled players, but, I mean, we need 6'9 to be the 6'9 we know. You know, that's that's all I have to say about that. If 6'9 can come in and be that all-pro 6'9, then I think Rodgers is going to go off again. I don't know if Rodgers is going to win back-to-back-to-back MVPs simply because he lost Devontae, and that's, like, a sure bet. He might do it, though. (laughs) He might do it. You can't bet against Rodgers. I mean, he is so good. The only guy who's really in his category, in my opinion, is Tom Brady. And also, you know, maybe you could say a Joe Burrow. Alternate possibility here, Cage and Packers fans. Rodgers does not win the back-to-back MVP, but he wins two in a row, and then he... Like Giannis Antetokounmpo, whose jersey we're giving away on the Ike's Bucks podcast. Make sure you go enter that giveaway, too, if you like the NBA and Giannis. He comes back and wins the championship the first year he doesn't win the MVP because that's where his focus shifts. Aaron Rodgers could potentially do that. And Cage, we're giving away his jersey. But before we do, 
I think we should shout out a few fans. Packers um, fans, like we said in the beginning, thank you so much for writing in from all around the world. We love shouting out some fans. I just want to shout out a few here before we announce a jersey winner. Packers Minute is listening from the college dorms in Whitewater. Love that. Whitewater, Wisconsin. We have uh, Johnny Custon uh, at Goonerfire listening from Midhurst, a small picturesque town in the south of England. He is super excited for the Packers to come wow. to the UK. So are we. Tyler Welbrick listening from Perryville, Missouri. Go Pack Go. Reve Seniors listening from Atlanta, Georgia. Shout out to you, Reve. Christian Watson, look up, uh, Rookie of the Year, listening from New Orleans, Louisiana. Jake, the real Jay Winto, listening from London. You guys coming over for, in October for the game? Well, we've certainly had those discussions. Packers fans, we, get to let been, us know if you are. We've been yeah. chatting. Let's get the chatter uh, going. Chatter's going. J24Jedi is listening from Raleigh, North Carolina. DeAndre Jones is listening from St. Louis, baby. The Show Me State. Cheese up, cheese up. Love that. Josh Long listening from Dublin, Ohio. Uh, shout to Ashton Cuzo. Shout to Daniel, legit as Danny Boy in Aurora, Colorado. Demo UK Packers listening from Nottingham, England. Love the work, lads. Appreciate that. Also shout to Matt Gannon listening from Thorpe, Surrey, England. Uh, Mariano is listening from Buenos Aires, Argentina. Thank you, Mariano. Shout out to all our brothers and sisters in South America. Nick is listening from Perth, Western Australia. He loves the pod. Nick, we appreciate you listening down you. under. Shout out to everyone in the Oceanic region. Gage Sturzer listening from Salt Lake City, Utah. Thank you, Gage, in the Mountain West region. Uh, Larry Lemieux listening from Merida, Mexico. We know we have a lot of Packers fans in Mexico, and we could not be more thankful for that. Uh, oh, Nick yeah. Wagner listening in from Fayetteville, Arkansas. R.I.P. Traylon Burks to the Packers. You know, I think a lot of us uh, had had a little bit of that sadness. But guess what? We got Christian Watson. He looks darn good. Let's go. Micah Roos listening from Overland Park, Kansas. Appreciate you, Micah. Uh, apparently, Tungill says he's listening from Frankfurt, Germany. Thank you, uh, Tungill. Um, and then Tim Klecka listening from Long Island, New York. I just want to say, Packers fans, whether you're listening for this is your first time or whether you've been listening to the show for years now, um, whether you're in uh, South America, North America, whether you're Wherever in you Africa, Europe, Asia, the Oceanic region, Green Bay, the United States, no matter where you are, just know that we have a ton of love for you. You're welcome here. Where you're able to say whatever you want about the Packers. You know, if you got a take about the Packers, it's welcome here. And we could not be more thrilled to have you along this journey to another Super Bowl. And with the way us. we give back, Packers fans. So without further ado, Alex, tell them how through we give back. these giveaways. And so we are just super hyped. You know, again, like KJ said, thank you to everyone who participated. It's it's not easy doing all these giveaways but for Packers fans it is we because cool. we love you more than anything and we're appreciative and so this time we're giving away an Aaron Rodgers jersey and a mystery item cage do you think I should just let them know what the mystery item is or uh how, how do you why think not? I should do why this why not yeah yeah Packers let, fans let we're given we're given in addition to the Aaron Rodgers jersey a super fresh 
white packer striker half zip pullover jacket that you can rep over your Aaron Rodgers jersey if it's a little cold out that still is rocking fresh green and gold you can wear that as a statement piece by itself if you don't want to wear the jersey pretty cool it is super fresh Matt LaFleur makes it look pretty cool a lot of Packers players do and so will be you and the winner of those two items is here we go. Danny Gamble, 11 at Danny Gamble. Congratulations. You have won the Danny Aaron Rodgers and jacket. Let's Congratulations, go. Danny Gamble. Packers fans, thank you so much for participating. If you did not win, do not lose faith. There are many more giveaways to come. We do so many giveaways every year, and we actually have another one going on right now on our other podcast, the Ike Bucks podcast. The Bucks are in the playoffs right now. Giannis is going to battle right now. We're giving away his jersey and the mystery item. So if you didn't win this giveaway, do not lose hope. There's always chances to win over in the Ike community. Uh, thank you so much for listening today. Alex, bring us home. Yep, Packers fans, if you didn't win, do not be discouraged. We're going to have future giveaways, and we're going to have future awesome podcasts. Make sure you follow Ike Packers on Twitter. That's where we get the word out to you about anything that happens in regards to the green and gold. And as always, Packers fans, go Pack Go. Go Pack Go forever. If you enjoyed this episode of the Ike Packers podcast and want to help the show, please subscribe, tell a friend, and leave a five-star review on Apple Podcasts. This is how we can continue to give great value to you. As always, till next time, Packers fans, go go.
You've got something on your mind Patient 